Despite exhibiting signs of burnout, emergency medicine physicians continue to practice year after year. If you're a physician or a patient, are you concerned? When does the impact on quality of care begin to show? Physician, heal thyself. You're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, your host, and with me today is Dr. Gloria Kuhn, Vice Chair for Academic Affairs for the Department of Emergency Medicine at Wayne State University in Michigan. Now, Dr. Kuhn has had an illustrious career in emergency medicine, being a diplomat of the American College of Emergency Physicians since 1981. She has had more teaching awards than I could begin to list on this show. She's been heavily involved in research, including CPR, physicians' medical errors, and most recently, emergency medicine physician burnout. Today, we're discussing burnout. We're going to learn what a tolerance for uncertainty is and talk about personal satisfaction in the career of emergency medicine. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Kuhn. I'm delighted you could be on my show. Thank you very much. Dr. Kuhn, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career in emergency medicine? You've had an incredible life and a notable career. Can you tell us how you got here? I started practicing emergency medicine right out of an internship. I fell in love with the specialty while I was an intern, and it gave me everything I needed. It gave me the chance to intervene with patients, to work with acutely ill patients, and really to make a difference. I practiced emergency medicine for four and a half years before I took a residency because there were very few, if any, residencies around when I graduated. I did my internship in a general hospital. My residency was done in a level one trauma center. After that, I realized that I really loved teaching residents, and I started a residency program in emergency medicine at a community hospital. From there, I went on to get a doctorate in instructional technology so that I would become a better teacher, and then I became interested in faculty development and uh, have done some research along the way. And they say for your career, if you do something you love, you never really have to go to work. Would you say that's true? I was amazed that I got paid to do what I did because I loved it so much. Now, how do you define burnout? Burnout is actually a very well-defined term. In fact, there's a scale that measures that that was developed by a woman by the name of Christine Maslow. It is The scale is given to people all over the world who are involved in working with other people. And it is a term that looks at your ability to continue to work in people-related areas there are really considered three components of burnout. One is emotional exhaustion. Another one is depersonalization. And the third component of it is a feeling of low accomplishment. Now, how do, how do you define emotional exhaustion? Emotional exhaustion can actually be measured using the scale that Maslow determined. And there are questions that you ask an individual, and depending on their score, they're shown to be emotionally burned out or emotionally exhausted. So when we talk about burnout, we're not just talking about emergency medicine physicians. We're talking about anybody who works with people heavily. It can happen? Yes. We're talking about social workers, physicians, teachers, in any of those areas. And one of the things that is thought is that burnout occurs when the worker feels that a relationship has not 
uh, evolve the way they thought it would be. So, for instance, when a teacher feels that they are not able to teach their students, they can become emotionally exhausted and go on to the full spectrum of burnout. So why are you concerned about the burnout of emergency medicine physicians today? Well, for one thing, it is a very stressful career. What I was really interested in was determining whether or not ambiguity cause is associated with burnout. So, for instance, in emergency medicine, we see a large number of patients. We see very ill patients, and we have to see them very quickly. We work in what is called an ambiguous situation. We have to make decisions based on incomplete information that we get. And those decisions are really important and can absolutely affect the welfare of a patient. So I was curious as to whether or not this contributes to burnout. And that was the study that we did, was looking at burnout, tolerance for ambiguity or uncertainty, and finally, satisfaction with emergency medicine. So how did you conduct this study? How did you go about this? We put together a survey utilizing the Maslow burnout scale, satisfaction with work that was put together by a man by the name of Stephen Lloyd, who was an emergency physician. And then finally, we looked at a scale for tolerance for ambiguity that was put together by an internist. We put all of these scales together got a randomized sample of emergency physicians, sent out the survey, and then analyzed the data. Now, since it was a survey, our responses were voluntary, and I believe you got them through ASAP, right, American College of Emergency Physicians? That's correct. Responses are are, are voluntary, and how can you judge the validity or the honesty of the answers? Many doctors may be very burned out and not even want to return the survey because if you're feeling kind of helpless and hopeless, why bother, right? Well, a number of them didn't. What we did was to analyze the surveys that were returned, and then we did a best-case scenario and a worst-case scenario. So one scenario was nobody who did not return the survey was burned out, and the other worst-case scenario was everybody who did not return the survey was burned out so that the reader could judge for themselves. In those surveys that were returned, we found approximately 30% of physicians had emotional exhaustion. They did not have depersonalization, and they did not have a sense of low accomplishment. When we looked at the returns for uncertainty, there were four components of uncertainty that you could be concerned about. Our physicians didn't have a problem with uncertainty per se. They had a problem with the uncertainty that surrounds bad outcome for their patients. If you're just joining the discussion, you're listening to Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, and I am speaking with Dr. Gloria Kuhn, and we're discussing burnout among emergency medicine physicians, and I'm about to ask how it really affects all physicians. Because it's true, right? I mean, emergency room physicians are the ones we're talking about, but isn't it a factor in the career of many physicians? It is. And although they're burned out, they continue to practice medicine for a variety of reasons. But it was found in a number of studies that physicians who work in a very, very high-volume practice with little support and who are under stress or under command to see a lot of patients will have a higher rate of burnout. This can but does not have to 
result in patients who are less satisfied with the care they receive. They found that burned out physicians tend to write more prescriptions than those who are not burned out, and they found that there is less compliance among their patients. That's very interesting. You know, you know, medicine has always painted a picture of 24-7 lifestyle. For those listening that remember the references, Dr. Kildare and Ben Casey were never shown having a balanced lifestyle. Uh, do physicians going into medicine today have a different expectation, whether they are in emergency medicine or surgery or trauma or internal medicine? And is it actually contributing to the burnout, the difference between what you expect and what really occurs within the practice of medicine? Well, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned Dr. Kildare and Dr. Ben Casey. If you go back and think about them, they were very isolated individuals. They came in, they made a diagnosis. Sometimes they were sympathetic. Ben Casey wasn't particularly sympathetic, but certainly Dr. Kildare was. But they had no life outside of medicine. I think not only do doctors want lives outside of medicine, but our patients want us to have that. It's very, very difficult to be empathetic with a patient and their family when you don't have your own family. I think when you understand what happens and how you feel when your child is ill or hurt, when your family has gone to an emergency department and hasn't been seen as quickly as they needed to be, you can be empathetic with the patients and their families who are coming into the emergency department. I think it's much healthier for both our patients and our physicians to want to have that balanced lifestyle so that they can be human beings. And it's true. We talked some prior to the show. When, when you're sick and you know what it's like to be a patient, you really kind of come back to your job with a different attribute and different feelings than you did before. You mentioned tolerance for uncertainty. Can you talk about that a little more? What does this, this mean for emergency medicine physicians, but really for the medical community at large? Well, I think that doctors in general have to make decisions before you know the actual outcome of anything. But for emergency physicians, I think a number of us have gone into the specialty because we really like working with subtle clues. We like trying to determine what's going on. I liken myself to Sherlock Holmes when I can take a subtle finding or two or an observation and determine what's wrong with the patient. In emergency medicine, our number one priority is keeping a patient alive. So sometimes we have to jump in and start treating a very acutely ill patient before we have the diagnosis. And that's one of the joys of emergency medicine is to keep a patient alive, keep them safe, and give everybody time to determine what's causing their illness. And I think that's just critical in emergency medicine. What are some of the lessons learned from the research for physicians listening to this show who may be emergency medicine providers or they may not be? They may be general practitioners, subspecialists, but some of these things we're talking about and the amount of hours that you give to your career and your job and your work, there's something really we all have in common. So what are some of the, the take-home messages or the lessons learned from the research that you did? Well, first of all, I think although this wasn't actually in the research, I think that we need to realize that burnout comes and goes, that there are some low points in our career. We're not satisfied with what we do. We have to talk about that. We have to cope with it, and we want to go back to practicing medicine. Society cannot afford the resources expended in training a physician 
who leaves after a few years. We just can't do that. We need our doctors. We need them to be well-trained. We need to support them. One of the things that this research showed was that we really do need stress debriefing in emergency medicine and possibly in other areas of medicine because we do feel badly when something bad happens to our patients. We need to be able to talk about that. We need to get some counseling. We don't have that in medicine at large, and we certainly don't have it in emergency medicine to the extent that we need it. So I think that those are some things that the profession can start doing and looking at and say, you know, it's valid to feel badly when something bad happens to a patient. You're going to have a grief reaction. That's what you should have. The patient and the family certainly has a grief reaction when something bad occurs. And so we need to look at that and see whether or not we can bring back those doctors who are burned out by giving them counseling. We want healthy physicians. Now, physicians have a gift that many other workers don't have, and that is job flexibility. Not everybody can go out and sell a busy practice, but many circumstances exist where you can downgrade the acuity of the area you work in. You can change from emergency medicine to urgent care. You could work in a government position, a clinic. You're not locked in as a group very much. Sometimes maybe if you have a private practice, you can't always sell it, but we have options. But I don't know how many physicians actually chose to exercise those options. What have you found? Well, I think one of the problems that you get into is when you have burnout, there's a certain component of grief there and there's a component of depression. And it is very, very difficult for a physician or anybody else to see what their options are and what their choices are when they're very depressed. So I think when you start feeling that you don't want to go to work tomorrow, you need to find someone to talk to. I'm a real proponent of getting counseling. And the reason for it is because simply by talking to somebody, it gives you an opportunity to kind of clarify your thoughts and get a little bit of perspective on the way you feel. And there are certainly many forms of medicine and many careers within healthcare that you can go into. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you. We've been talking to Dr. Gloria Kuhn. As our guest on ReachMD, we've been discussing emergency medicine physicians and burnout. How does it affect all of us, and why does it happen? I'm Dr. Shira Johnson. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and listen to our entire library of podcasts. And thank you for listening.